You are listening to the Anti-Racist Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Hall, anti-racism consultant and leadership coach. If you are a mission-based entrepreneur or leader, then you are in the right place. In this podcast, we're going to be covering what anti-racist leadership actually is, how to implement that in your business, and all of the things that you need to know to finally shift out of the learning and listening cycle. I hope you're ready to take some notes. Let's hop into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Anti-Racist Leadership Podcast. So in episode two, I spoke about how at times we say we're mission-driven, but our actions are giving very much finance-driven. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we go into that, we need to have a reminder of where our actions actually come from. So of course, our actions come from our thoughts, right? But underneath that, what shapes your thoughts is what's important to you. What's important to us can change because we are ever-evolving and growing people. And in different situations, what's important to us will also change. So let's use an example of getting a new potential client. So a lot of client-facing businesses that I know have, you know, boundaries about when they're going to work with clients. Some people are like, listen, I'm not looking at someone in the face before 11 a.m. Others are like, our conversation better end by five because I got other things to do. Both of those are perfectly fine. And those decisions typically come from just the idea of how we want to live our lives, right? If I am a morning person and I want to be up by five and I want my calls to start at seven, then I'm going to have my call start at seven because that's how it matches with my life. If I am also the type of person that's like, nah, listen, by two, I got to crash. My body is done and I just don't want to do this anymore. And I have to pick up my kid from school. Then I'm ending my day at two to make it fit that life, right? A lot of us do this. This is not an abnormal thing. So let's look at three different entrepreneurs who are in the scenario of chatting with a potential client, but this particular potential client wants to or only can have calls at like 7 p.m. And all three of these entrepreneurs have already decided for themselves, my workday ends at five though. So let's have the example of the first person. This person, their life, there's really nothing going on. They're, they're, they're pretty chill, right? They're secure, everything is fine. And so when they're making the decision, they're making it solely based on their value. And for them, their value could be family time. So they're just like, listen, um, when it comes to this particular client, they're like, okay, this client wants to have calls only at seven. If this is the only time that client can have calls, then I can't take on this client. They're totally fine with that because they know it's more important for them to have that time after five. Seems pretty simple, right? But let's go to the other two entrepreneurs who are in this exact same situation and have the exact same values. So the second person, same thing, is on this call with this potential client, but this person has bills due the next day and they don't have any other income coming in and they aren't sure how else they're going to be able to pay their bills. So even though this person that they're on the phone with says that they can only do seven, they're just going to say yes because their main thing that they're thinking about, the main important thing to them right that in that moment is paying their bills. Paying their bill that's due the next day. And I want to highlight the next day 
because if you're on the phone with someone today, right, it is very hard to believe that you're going to get anything else between today and tomorrow in order to make the money to pay your bills tomorrow. So for this person, it's really much like this is the only way that they'll be able to pay their bills is if they say yes to this person. So they decide to put their values and what else is important to them to the side in order to be able to fulfill that need. Now let's go to person number three. Again, same scenario, same values, family time after five, all of that. Now this person, they are currently financially secure, but they have a monthly income goal. So now when this client comes to them and says, hey, I can only work at 7 p.m. and that's the only way that I would be able to enroll with you, please can you take me at 7 p.m.? they are having a harder time than the other two, right? There's no clear thing defining what they're going to do. They're maybe a little bit frustrated because they have to think about going outside of the life that they've created for themselves and going outside of that boundary that they've created for themselves. And then at the same time, there's this feeling of, if I don't take on this client, then I'm not going to be able to hit my goal. And so they are having a bit of a struggle deciding what, decision to make. And depending on how strong that feeling of trying to hit that goal and what that means for them is, they may have that be what they decide to do. They may instead decide, okay, I'm going to take on this client, even if it's after the regular hours that I work, but it's because I need to be able to hit this goal. And I don't feel like I'll be able to if I'd say no to this client. So I want us to pause real quick. After hearing all three of those people, first of all, we're not going to shame anyone here. We're not going to shame any one of these three people for the decision that they made, even if it was a decision that was outside of their values. Because what this also creates a conversation around is scarcity mentality. And we're going to talk about it a little bit different on this podcast than I feel like you may have spoken about it in any other space. So scarcity mentality is usually a term that's used to explain why someone won't make a decision that will eventually give them more reward. Um, A lot of times I hear this in um, when coaches talk about a sales conversation that they had and it feels frustrating. And what's interesting is that usually when they're talking about it, when I hear people talk about this scarcity mentality, they're usually talking about it in regards to someone who actually physically doesn't have the money or will have to jump through hoops in order to get the money. But the conversation surrounding scarcity mentality is that we then create that and say that it's a mindset issue and that if they would just get over the mindset issue, then they would be able to find a way to pay for or afford whatever it is that they're trying to get. But the way that I like to talk about scarcity mentality is two different forms of scarcity. So entrepreneur two, the person who had bills due literally the next day, I want to call that physical scarcity. There is physically no money there in order to pay that person's bills. And those bills need to be paid. They don't want to have their lights go off. They don't want to be behind on their mortgage. Those bills need to be paid. And there is no money to be able to do that. And there's no other way to get money to do that. That is a physical scarcity. 
And the other type is what I like to call mental scarcity. Now that is entrepreneur number three, who's thinking about a thing that may be a little further into the future and it doesn't have any actual repercussions, right? So let's say entrepreneur number two, if they don't pay their bill, then the lights go off. If they don't pay their rent and they're behind on rent, then they can be kicked out of their apartment. There is a physical adverse reaction there compared to with mental scarcity. It's usually from a fear of something, right? I don't want to not hit my goal because if I don't hit my goal, then that means something about me. Then that means that I don't know how to run a business. That means I'm not a successful business owner. That means that I'm never going to reach success. And then the fear of not constantly growing or the fear of not hitting whatever goal that you have right now, that is what creates the mental scarcity. And here's the thing, our brain reacts to both in the same way. For our brain, both of those situations are a 911. We need to make sure we need to figure out what we need to do. Everything else needs to be put to the side so that we can put out this fire. That is how our brains react to it. So we have to really have these conversations and separate what is an actual physical need, a physical scarcity, and where are we creating mental scarcity? in the way that we are making decisions about our business. And that's why I always say it's important for us to be kind to ourselves when we're having these conversations. Because when we're kinder to ourselves, we allow ourselves to self-evaluate without making it mean anything about ourselves and just self-evaluating for the purpose of growth or just making sure that our decisions actually truly align with the things that are important to us. And we would love for our values to always be the driver of our actions. Obviously, our values are extremely important to us. But when it's not, and it's trumped by a really strong emotion like fear, we need to evaluate why. Because then that is what ends up becoming the filter through which we make our decisions. What do I mean by filter? So when we are trying to address something, right? And so given the example of person number two, it's like, okay, which decision out of all the available decisions made right now, which decision will pay my bills? We filter all the decisions through that and then we choose whichever one is going to pay our bills and then we move forward, right? When we have something else as the filter, then we filter all of our decision making through that. I'll use an example that <laughs> is a value of mine, honestly, but it just sounds really funny compared to what we're talking about right now. So for me, a value of mine is taking care of the environment in whatever way I possibly can in the moment. And a lot of times that looks like steering away from paper products as much as I can. So when I am buying like toilet paper, for example, the filter that I'm making my decision through to decide which brand of toilet paper that I'm going to buy is which one has the least amount of paper, which one has the least amount of tree material. And then I was able to find a toilet paper made out of bamboo. 
Sidebar, if you also have the same value and would like to use the same toilet paper, it's Real, R-E-E-L, and it's also a Black-owned business. But anyway, I've made that decision, and now that is the toilet paper that I buy every single time I run out. I'm not making a new decision every time, because I know that when I made that decision, it was based off of my values, and now every single time I buy toilet paper, I know that that value is being met. And also, a lot of us do this too. Unless we're put in a position where we have to reevaluate the decisions that we've made, we just know that it was a decision that we made and we just keep going, which is why that reevaluation piece is so important so that we can actually look at our past decisions and decide does that still feel right for me right now? Does it still meet my values in the way that I may have thought it did at the moment? But let's say I barely have any money. And my value of saving the planet is still there. But I have to ask myself a different question when I'm toilet paper shopping. I have to ask myself the question of which one is cheaper? So I'm filtering all the available options through which one is cheaper. And then I grab the cheapest one and I've made my decision. Do you understand how our brain filters things based off of what is important to us in the moment, what we're trying to solve in the moment, or if we have the capacity to, what our values are. I don't know about y'all, but it's incredibly important to me. (laughs) I think we really need to be able to understand where our decision-making is coming from so that we can more properly make decisions that are aligned with the way that we want to live. For so much with this conversation about values, there's always the, the answer of just like, oh, it's because it's not important to them. That's an assumption. It very well may be important to them, but we have to address what else is going on within that decision making. This is how that finance driven versus mission driven decision making happens. And it's primarily by not addressing what's actually going on within our decision making. So by now you must be like, how do we actually make sure that we're making mission driven decisions instead of finance driven decisions? Well, number one, and this is literally number one for everything, get financially secure. I always tell my clients that this work does not involve being a martyr, and this is literally why. Financial insecurity is no joke. So you need to ensure that that is okay first. You can't be trying to save the world while also like trying to pay your rent. It's going to be so difficult to make decisions that have a longer term return or that you can't see the immediate effect of right now when you're living in financial insecurity. Financial insecurity has got to come first and that has to be a continuous foundation of your business. If your bills are paid and your responsibilities are met, you can move down to number two, which is get coaching. Everything that we spoke about today comes from that inner exploratory work that coaching provides. It's more than just make sure your values are important to you. It's also about asking why you're currently making decisions the way that you are and addressing and solving for that. That's why for me, coaching is a foundational, integral part of anti-racism work. 
anti-racism work is more than just learning what to do. It's also about restructuring the way that we are existing in our lives and in our businesses to be able to sustain all of these new changes that are completely different from the norm, that are completely different from where we're being told everywhere else, and possibly completely different from how we've seen success before. There has to be some inner working coaching work that is alongside of that that's why i don't offer one without the other it is a bundle pack you get the whole thing with me because to me that's the only way for this work to be impactful long-lasting and sustainable let's go through this together let us go through understanding what it means for you to have a mission-driven business and act in that way while also going through that inner process of understanding what are some of the goals and values that maybe don't mesh well with the way that we're trying to go, but we're still trying to uphold them. Let's work through all of that together in a space of non-judgment, in a space of exploration, so that you can actually do this work in a meaningful way, and for it not to feel like you have to be a martyr in order to do this work. Again, We don't do this either or shit here. We really find out what is the in-between that works best for you. You have the link to book a consult with me. I always leave it in the show notes. And that is all for today, y'all. I will talk to you next week. Bye.